Today's episode is all about copyright. Now, before you say, wait a second, you've already done an episode on copyright, you are correct, but today's episode is totally different. That episode focused on what to do to protect yourself as an artist, how to react when you find your artwork being stolen, and how to stop it. And this episode basically looks at it from the other side. What if you are an artist that's stealing other people's work? Are you infringing on other people's copyrights? How to tell? What can you get away with? That's the topic of today's episode. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm gonna share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you wanna learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. That's right, today's episode is all about copyrights, just like I said in the intro. And no, this is not like the episode we had before. This is looking at it from the flip side. So how can you tell if you're stealing from other artists? What can you do? Are you allowed to use other people's ideas or characters as inspiration in your work? That's the topic of today's episode. And I joked around about this. I said that I would not do this episode. Uh, Somebody had asked, I think it was a few weeks ago, a few months ago, uh, in the group over on Facebook, Keep Creating, a group for artists by artists, which I will link down in the show notes below. But somebody had an Etsy shop with a, I think it was a sticker that they were selling, and it basically combined two different famous cartoon characters into one. It was like a mashup between the two, and they got a copyright infringement strike on Etsy and came to the Facebook group and said, hey, I got this strike against my account. Is this not allowed? Is it allowed? What can I do? What should I do going forward? I really want to focus on fan art stuff. Is this okay to do? If so, why did I get a strike? And I joked and said, because they had mentioned about, I would like to see a, a podcast dedicated to this. And I said, I wouldn't because the podcast would be out five seconds long because when it comes to it, can I use other people's characters or ideas or creations in my own work, even if I draw them by hand? No. The answer is no. There you go. End the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you back next week. And of course, I'm kidding. I can dive deeper into this, but that's the short answer. If you are basing designs around somebody else's ideas or creations or characters or IP, which you'll hear that a lot, which is intellectual property, you can't do it. It goes against their copyright and it's not something that you can make. I know a lot of people get confused with this because they think, hey, I made this from scratch. This didn't exist. It wasn't like I took a a screenshot of, say, the TV show or the movie or whatever this is based off of. I didn't just take a screenshot and trace it or draw it from that. This is actually an original idea from my mind that I poured over blood, sweat and tears onto that paper. And that might be fine. It might be original as far as the drawing itself, but the character that you're using is not original. You didn't come up with that. Your blood, sweat, and tears weren't poured into making and thinking up that character or that creation. So unfortunately, you cannot do it. That's it. That's the end of the story. It's really cut and dry and pretty easy to understand, but a lot of people struggle with it. And there's a lot of reasons out there that I think they do. So number one, I think people have probably been to comic book conventions or if they're fans of artwork and certain style of drawing, you know, have gone to cons and they've seen just booth after booth, aisle after aisle of different people selling wares and whatnots with famous characters on them and they've got t-shirts mugs pillows what have you and this is obviously fan art stuff they see it being sold there and think hey 
I can go ahead and do that too. Why can't I? They're doing it here. And with that, honestly, the answer is goes back to almost like the old adage, the old saying that moms everywhere know, you know, if uh, everybody jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? And of course the answer is no. And that's not the excuse that you should use with wanting to do fan art or sell designs or products with other people's characters on them. Just because other people are doing it doesn't mean that you should. So there's a lot of reasons for this. Number one, like the person that posted in the group talked about, they got the copyright infringement through Etsy. Uh, Etsy's got their own program there. If you're selling on Merch by Amazon, Redbubble, TeePublic, they all take copyright infringements pretty seriously and they will definitely strike your account and eventually close your account if it's a repeat offender basis. So that's my question to you. If you make, you know, a decent quick buck off of whatever design you're doing using the latest, greatest comic book Marvel character. Is it worth risking the account that you could make so much more off of over time? The answer to me is no. I would definitely rather have that account around for years to come just to be able to make money, you know, week after week, month after month with. So it's not worth the risk to me. There's a lot on the line there and it's just not worth it. Uh, so that's one thing that you have to consider. Number two, the other thing definitely that you want to consider is these companies that own these IPs that own these characters, they've got lots of money and a lot of times they will take you to court over this stuff. So it could be just a quick monetary damages thing, or it could be something that's drawn out longer and their pockets are probably going to be a little bit deeper than yours. And it could cost you a ton of money in the long run. So once again, is that short gain worth what it might cost you over time? having to go to court, having to get a lawyer. And then if you are stealing from them, you're going to lose. So that's definitely not worth it at all. I think another thing that people use and kind of use it as a crutch or as a legal reason is they say, well, this is technically parody or it falls under that parody fair use act. Uh, and that's the thing too, I would recommend don't worry about that. Don't think about it. Don't use that as the reasoning behind something. Because nine times out of 10, that's almost impossible to prove in like a court of law and they're not going to see it that way. So if it uses any character that is recognizable to Joe Schmo off the street, that's why you're getting sales off of it because Joe Schmo knows that it's that character. Therefore, you're making a profit off of somebody else's work. And I would not recommend doing it. Do not use parody as the reason that you're able to. And don't use just because other people are doing it online or I saw this other company doing it as a reason. Chances are they probably haven't got caught yet. So I see tons and tons of people on Etsy that are selling stuff that infringes on every single copyright. I mean, they've got Marvel, they've got DC, they've got Harry Potter stuff. It's just crazy. And just because you see that stuff, number one, doesn't mean it's okay. But number two, doesn't mean those people are going to be around in two weeks or two months or a year. Likewise, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be taken to court and get sued for everything that they've sold over that time. So don't use that as it's okay to do because it's not just because you see it there. You don't want to do it. Likewise, there's a flip to this too. 
If you see people selling stuff, they could possibly be legally allowed to sell it. So that's why a lot of these places, company-wise, that have these IPs or intellectual properties are so cautious to protect their rights is because they will actually license out the rights to use their characters to other companies. So if that's one of your income streams, if you have a character or property and you're making money by letting other people use that in their work, obviously you're not going to want people to just use it for free. It's number one, going to make your brand look bad because you're not going to have the control over what is included. But number two, why is anybody going to want to pay you to use it when these other people can just do it, not pay you and get away with it? That's why these companies will come after people that are infringing. So if you see people using stuff online, doesn't mean that they can't, doesn't mean that it does infringe. They might have a licensing deal with the company. That's something as a small time artist that you're probably not going to be able to afford. This is something definitely down the line as you get bigger and grow. It could be something that you look into, but right off the bat, not going to be something that's in the wheelhouse. However, there is another route that you can approach and that's with print on demand. Uh, so Merch by Amazon on, on Amazon I've talked about that before in the podcast and also on the YouTube channel. So with Merch by Amazon, they actually have a program called Collab, which artists can work with brands that work with Amazon and you will make a design for the brand and then you can be able to sell it on Merch by Amazon or just on Amazon itself. Uh, one example, uh, Rick and Morty, they're on there. So just because you see Rick and Morty t-shirts on Merch by Amazon and can tell their merch shirts doesn't mean that these people are infringing. They were actually part of collab. They got approved and got their shirt approved. But that also doesn't mean that you can go ahead and throw yours up because if it's infringing on Rick and Morty, they have the rights. You don't. So that's something to look into. Uh, Merch by Amazon does it. I think Redbubble and TeePublic have like a creator's hub too that all these places I think you have to get approved for. Number one, uh, to be a artist that can do these. But then after that, you also have to have your artwork for the product approved too. This is something important that comes into the whole thing with these companies being very protectful over their intellectual property because they want to protect their brand. So even if you get into these different programs, just because you do doesn't mean that you can draw a Rick and Morty t-shirt and throw it up on the platform. It actually still has to be sent to that brand. It has to follow a set of guidelines. And then the brand ultimately has to say yay or nay on the design. They'll either approve it for sale on the platform or they'll decline it and you won't be able to sell it. And of course, with this, there comes profit splitting too. So your regular royalty rates aren't going to be the same because the brand's going to want some money out of it as well. So even then you're not going to sell or make as much off of what you sell, chances are you might make more just because you're going to sell more because it's a recognizable brand. And that's really what it all comes down to. A lot of people say, well, I should be able to sell this because I drew this. But the whole idea is you're making money off of this because it's a recognizable brand, because it's a recognizable character. So you're making a profit off of the work that somebody else has put in. They, these companies have spent you know millions of dollars advertising or spent million dollars in, in production on either movies or TV shows to get it out there in front of the public. And the reason that it is selling, the reason that it's going to sell is because it's well-known. It's not necessarily because of your artistic prowess and how good you are at drawing. It's really piggybacking off of somebody else's success. And that's kind of the guideline that you can use. Is this design that I make this, is it going to sell because it's already out there because it's already a successful and proven brand or character. If the answer is yes, 
then don't do it. It's really that simple. It's super easy to, to kind of decide on. Um, and that's why I said too, with the, uh, the overall look and feel of a character or a design or an idea, if a company owns that intellectual property, that's really what they're wanting to do too, is they want to be protectful over how that's portrayed to the public. That's why they don't want people just randomly drawing stuff with it. There's an approval process, like I said, with those different platforms and they want to control what's out there. And that's why they have these different programs in place with the print on demand platforms as far as the approval. And that's also why they have the licensing set up just because you get a license for something doesn't mean you can just draw anything and slap it on a product. It usually has to go through their approval process and that's why they're so protective. So that's a few things to consider when you're looking at that. Uh, don't just always assume that it's something that you can do just because you see it being done already. There's either reasons why it's being done and makes it okay, or they're going to get caught for it and eventually pay for it. So don't risk it. It's not worth it at all. This is really simple too. And like I said, the line in the sand there, knowing why the design would sell. Another thing to consider is if you had a character or a design or an idea or a comic book or whatever that you came up with, put yourself in the shoes of the creator that made that. Would you be okay having other people take your work and profit off of it? You obviously, if it's a character, you know, probably had this character in your mind for years. It's something that you developed. Once again, that blood, sweat and tears went into it as a creator and as feeling kind of like the, the dad or mom of that creation, would you be okay? Somebody saying, well, I, I like it and I know other people like it too. So I went ahead and redrew it and now I'm selling it on my stuff because I can, because I drew it. Obviously putting yourself in those shoes of these people, you would not be okay with that. You would not be willing to let other people make money off of something that you created. So it's always one of those things, kind of like the golden rule. I mean, just look at it and think, okay, if, if the positions were changed, if roles were reversed, would I be okay with that? And most times you're probably going to answer no. So that's it for the IP stuff with like the famous characters and stuff like that. Copyrights, blah, blah, blah. But there's a second part of this that I wanted to address too. And this one is kind of why too, I thought, okay, I can do this as an episode and make it a little bit longer. It's not going to be a, a five second episode. So likewise, even if it's not a famous character or a well-known brand, if you see artwork online, if you've got artists that you follow, or even if you're just looking through, say, you know, Google image search and you come across a picture and think, okay, well, I'm going to redraw this. I'm going to throw it on a design. Okay, once again, that original artist owns the copyright to that. You can't do that. Even if you're not just copy and pasting a JPEG or a PNG or paying whatever onto uh, a clipboard in Photoshop or Procreate, even if you just sat down and drew it yourself from scratch, if it's that design, it's still covered under copyright. You can't do that. I see a lot of people that have issues with this and they think just because they drew it, then they're allowed to do anything they want with it. Uh, see it a lot of times too, that people won't credit the original artist, even if they're not selling it, it'll be something that they'll post say on a group on Facebook or on Instagram. And it'll just be a 100% copy of somebody else's work. They might've thought that nobody would know. They just ran across it on Google image search and drew it. But there's certain people out there that's going to be like, Hey, I know that picture. I know the artist that's not yours. Even though they say, look what I drew. 
Granted, yeah, you drew it, but you just looked at the picture and drew it. Uh, so the reason why I bring this up is because this applies to, like I said, finding stuff on Google image search. But also, if, you're, if you've got books to uh, train you how to draw, if you've got any type of art books like that, or let's say, I don't know, maybe you happen to be on YouTube and you watch maybe some illustration tutorials on there from people that, that teach you how to draw. Maybe they did, you know, like a 31 day series in October on 31 days of Halloween. Yeah. Any tutorial stuff that you watch like that classes that you take Skillshare, uh, Udemy, YouTube, anything like that. If you've got a tutorial, you're watching that same artwork that they're creating in there that you're following along with that's covered too under copyright. Uh, a lot of those mine included. And I say it jokingly, cause obviously, you know, I'm talking about myself, but uh, any stuff like that, it's really made for just learning purposes, educational content. It's not made for you then to turn around and make a design using that tutorial and then sell it once again, covered under copyright. And I think most people listening to this would probably say, well, yeah, duh. I, I mean, obviously, but the reason I bring this up is because like I said, just came off that 31 days of Halloween drawing tutorials. And I cannot tell you, I lost count the number of emails, DMS, PMS, whatever you want to call them across multiple social uh, media platforms and had people constantly reaching out to me over that period. And still I had another one yesterday reach out to me and say, Hey, uh, I loved the drawing tutorials. I'm so happy. And I've been following along with your stuff and learning about making money with my art. And you'd be happy to know that I went ahead and drew along with you to this tutorial. And I'm now selling it on products on Redbubble or that's the, the really out there like, hey, look, I'm already selling this. But then I'll also get people that say, hey, I, I drew along to this. Can I sell it on products? Which I appreciate the asking rather than just the doing it. But at the same time, it's kind of like one of those things. Do you really need to ask? I mean, common sense just tells you. And that's the thing why I did the podcast today and why I'm bringing it up here. Because I what I consider common sense on a lot of this stuff, I don't see other people using that same common sense. And that's why I want to bring it up and address it. Uh, for me, looking at it like it's something that everybody should know and then seeing comments and questions means that obviously it's not something that everybody knows. So uh, yeah, I got a bunch of comments and emails and DMs and stuff saying, can I sell this? I made this design on day, blah, blah, following your tutorial. I love it. I'm so happy with it. Thanks for teaching me. And can I sell it? No, no, you can't sell it. It's not made for that. It's protected under my copyright. It's my idea, my design. Uh, so same thing goes with the people that are already putting it up there. It, it's, it's cool that, you know, you, you learned how to do something and I know you're happy and want to share. I'm okay with people posting the designs they made on their Instagram page or Twitter. I encourage it in every single video. I'm even cool with people using the designs as their profile pic. That's totally cool with me, but what's not cool is when people take it and try to make a profit off of it. Those tutorials, and this goes for a lot of people online besides me on YouTube, those tutorials are out there as, like I said, educational learning ideas. I guess my angle and a lot of other people's angles is kind of show you how the program works, give you the fundamentals and tools, learning what you can do 
what is possible with the program, and then using that on your own designs. Obviously, if I'm making a design on my YouTube channel, I'm not doing it to say, here, now do this and now sell it. That's not the idea behind it. Uh, the ballsiest one, if you want to call it that, was an email that I got that somebody had followed along with every single day. They had made all 31, and they were an app developer, and it was maybe some like memory or matching game or something like that. Hey, I just, I'm so excited and I'm so glad to learn about how to use Procreate and to make all these designs. This is awesome. Just wanted to share this with you because I'm so proud. I went ahead and followed along and used every design and put them into a game that I'm selling on the app store. Okay, cool. So usually if you're a game designer on the app store, you hire an artist to do the designs. Uh, you buy the clip art images for them or you make them yourself from scratch. I can't believe that somebody would actually say that they thought that I did the 31 days of drawing tutorials to show them how to draw and to steal the artwork from those tutorials for their own app store game. So uh, needless to say, I responded back with them and said that you need to take this down immediately because this is not what it's here for. And my lawyer will be reaching out if it's not removed. Uh, so anyways, that's the long story short with that. If you see any tutorials, if you do any online following along with stuff, that falls under the same copyright as anything else does. Do not steal other people's stuff. Use your imagination. If you're following along to tutorials online, use that as a learning process, a learning tool of how the program works, what's possible. Apply those same principles and techniques to your own stuff. The bottom line, really, when it comes down to it in between that and then also the IP stuff, if it's not yours, if you didn't come up with it, don't use it. It's super, super easy. So hopefully that answered all of your questions around copyrights. If there's anything else that you guys have questions about that I didn't cover, definitely feel free to hop on over to the Keep Creating group over on Facebook. Leave a comment or a message in there and I'll kind of see what I can do to get back to. And that's pretty much going to be it for today. I will go ahead now and read a rating and review from Apple iTunes for the podcast. This one comes from Joe I say that because there's like 10, 15 ends in here, uh, says best podcast for artists of the century. I've truly enjoyed listening to BJ and we'll continue to keep up with episodes every week. I binge listened to all the episodes in a few days and now I'm sad because I'm all cut up. Thank you for being so encouraging and informative. I feel like your information isn't biased and you really give a full picture look at each topic, providing a look into the pros and cons. It's so detailed and entertaining. Keep creating. I'm honored to be part of your community and to be able to hear from you in the comfort of my own home while I do my daily, daily chores as a stay-at-home starving artist. So thanks so much, Joanna. I appreciate you listening. If you guys want to possibly hear your review read on an upcoming episode and you have Apple iTunes, hop on over there, leave a rating and a review for the show. And that's it for today's episode. Next week's episode, I don't know. Still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, last week's episode, I said I might do the scam podcast episode. If you guys did not listen or watch on YouTube, I did that as a video this week or past week. I decided not to do the same thing on the podcast just because I know a lot of people watch it and listen to it. If you guys 
did not watch that on YouTube, please hop over and watch it. I decided not to on the podcast just because there's a lot of visual stuff that goes with it. So definitely check it out. It's one of my favorite videos I've ever done. So thanks so much if you did watch it. But that's it for me. So until next time, keep creating. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus, there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at bjdell. And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.